So I was away at PAX for like four days. I left Thursday and arrived in Melbourne on Thursday. Then I did Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I came back on the Monday. So kind of five days, kind of four. It's hard to recap everything that happens. In some ways, not a lot did, but in other ways, a lot did, kind of. Did I enjoy it? Yeah, it was good. I found that I liked being in the fresh air. I liked being in sunlight. As you can see, I've opened my blind and stuff as I've gotten back here. Like, obviously, I went out in the sun when I was here, obviously, but it, it felt very different having a hotel where it was a lot brighter all the time, like the, the, the blinds were open all the time. And so I got to see the sun more and I was walking around the sun all day and, and, and whatnot. Well, not all day, I went inside and stuff, but it was, it was just a different experience. Coming back here now, having been out in the open air for, for days and uh, a hotel room that is cleaned every single day, I realized that my house smelled musty. Maybe it was just because like the house had been closed for five days or whatever. But I think in general that I probably just got used to the musty kind of smell feeling of the house. Cause I didn't, I don't open my windows all that much. Sure I open my front door, open my back door, maybe let's let, let in a bit of air, whatever. But obviously I close them instantly again. Like, I'm, I'm, like I, I never bother opening windows cause I can't bother closing them again. But now I'm gonna make more of an effort to uh, get better air circulation in my house. Cause uh, that could have potentially caused some of my sleep issues and my energy issues, right? It remains to be seen whether my little holiday is going to make me feel energized again, gonna get me out of my funk, I don't know. I feel better, but who knows? So should I, should I try and go in chronological order? Flight down there was fine. Probably the highlight of the entire trip was the hotel room. So PAX is next to the Crown Casino and TGG last year was like, oh, there's a hotel across the road. Why didn't we just stay there? I think by the time we booked last time, the crown was already full. But this time around, we got our hotel rooms way early in advance. So we stayed at the Crown Metropole, I think it was called, which is not above the Crown Casino, but it's like connected to it. So it's like a minute walk from the crown. So we're, we're right next to PAX, which was great because we didn't have to worry about walking there as we did last time around or taking an Uber or something like you could wake up 15 minutes before the event, just get up and then go. You could get more sleep, which was nice. But the hotel cost 1200 bucks for, I guess, the four nights, which may seem pricey, but for that location and it being like a five-star hotel or something, and this is Australian dollars, remember? So it'd be less than a thousand American. So it's like a five-star hotel or whatever. And the hotel was amazing. This was far cheaper than the Grand Hyatt, which I had last year. And this hotel room was so much better. As I learned, the Grand Hyatt is one of those old brand hotels. Been in Melbourne for a bajillion years, and so a lot of what is inside of it is a bit antiquated. It's not like they get new stuff every year or something. And the Crown Met Metropole is a newer hotel, maybe not less prestigious, I don't know, so it can't just rely on the, the brand to, to get by. And so, while the Grand Hyatt was old, dilapidated, there was even mold in the shower, whatever. The hotel room I stayed in was pristine. I have never seen a place this clean. It, it's it's almost like they take the furniture and I don't know, like burn it every week and get new stuff in. They clearly don't do that, but that's what it felt like, right? I complained last time about the mini bar, like I, in the Grand Hyatt. I was so surprised that they had so little in there. The mini bar in my hotel room was insane. It had like multiple layers of every single possible thing conceivable that you could want. Like endless different types of alcohol, every single type, different types of food, any, any sort of small craving that you might have, it's there instantly. And there was a, a touch screen next to the, the bed. Not nothing amazing, it's just a good touch screen. Touch screen. And at any hour of the day, 
you could order food by pressing buttons. Just beep, 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 beep. Grand Hyatt, even with my tech understanding, I could not figure out how to even call the front desk. Like, I, 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 I tried to get through them to them multiple times, couldn't. Ordering food, it was just the most complicated process. Never did it in the Grand Hyatt. In the Crown, I, I did it like three, four times. Because the food just looked so good and it was so good. Let me see if I can uh, get you some pictures here. Huh. I didn't take a lot of pictures of a lot of stuff, but uh, it's just like, I got a Caesar salad, spaghetti bolognese, and a burger with a milkshake and a, and a Coke. And they're just like, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll get it to you in, in 20 minutes. And I got it in 20 minutes every time. It was nuts. Everything felt so fancy, and I complained so much about the Grand Hyatt, the bed. It's like sleeping on stone. God damn, my back hurts. And I just, people just said, oh, you know, hotels and beds are just bad. Like every, every hotel has got bad beds. There's nothing you can do about that. I don't think I have slept as well as I did at the Crown ever. Maybe it was because I was tired every single time I went to bed, like really tired. And I complained last time uh, at the Grand Hyatt that there wasn't a sheath and a duvet cover or whatever. But in this, all, all they had is the top layer, but I slept so well. The bed was so comfortable. I'm considering getting rid of my sheets that I have here and getting whatever they had there. It was just a high thread count duna or whatever. The water pressure in the shower was like the highest I've ever seen anywhere. Like even at my house, it's not that good. Like the hotel room was arguably better in ways compared to my house, which is wild to me. Clearly not gonna do it, but I thought for a second like, wow, wouldn't it be great to just live here for like six months or something? I've heard of famous people, like actual famous people, living at hotels and stuff. And I'm like, really, really, really wanna live at a hotel? It's like insane. It, it, I, I can totally understand now. Whenever I was out, they would clean the room and tuck the bed in all perfectly and stuff. And it was amazing. The highlight of the entire trip was that hotel room. And I will go back every time. I did lock myself out of my hotel room once though. It was like 2.30 in the morning and I had eaten a tray of food earlier. I didn't want it in my room all night because there was a little bit of food left. I'm like, screw it. I know you're meant to leave it outside and then they, they take it from you. So they don't have to disturb you by knocking on the door to ask for the tray and, and the dishes and stuff. So I went out there, put it there and then I was like, ah, oh, damn, forgot my key card. So I had to go down at 2.30 in the morning and you know what? There was someone there. No, actually there were two people there at the counter at the bottom. Don't get that shit at the Grand Hyatt. There's no one fucking there. But this place, two people. Man the desk, 24 hours a day. You need something, they'll get it to you. And so dude's like, oh, that's unfortunate. Let me just ask for some details from you. And he got some details from me. And as he's talking, he's like, oh, we don't need that many details. It's not like you're some stalker or something. You don't have any stalkers, do you? And I'm like, well, you know, you, in my business, you know, you never know, but I hope not. <laughs> so I got that first day of PAX and I wasn't live streaming. So there wasn't as much to do. I'm allowed in like an hour early, but I had no obligations and there was no specific booth or area that I was meant to go as I had in previous year. Well, the previous year that I went, there was a specific booth, but the year before that, there wasn't, whatever. The point is I didn't have anything to do Friday or Saturday. There was only Sunday I was obligated to be at a particular place for an hour for a meetup. And so largely what I did is just walked around aimlessly. I looked at very little. I looked at everything in like a very surface level. I had no interest in lining up for effectively anything. The stuff that happens at PAX is more like for friends and stuff. Like some people come with their friends and play board games or try out new board games or people who are very much so into a fandom or they'll do cosplay and stuff. The all, Most of the stuff what happens at PAX, I have no interest in. Or rather, not enough interest to line up for something, right? So my main goal was just to wander around, get some steps in have the ambience of being around people, that experience, which is something I don't often get. 
And uh, I, I just had people come up and be like, hey, Dark Viper AU, you're that guy. And I'm like, I am that guy. Thank you for watching my stuff. And then we have a small chat and I, I take a picture with a person and then I move on with walking around. Because there wasn't a specific spot that I was stopping at, it was harder for me to be found because previously I would live stream so people would know exactly where I am at any time. They can always check my live stream. So I maybe met like over the three days, like a hundred plus people, maybe a few more than that. People who just happened to see me walking around. There was a time or two where I tweeted out like, yo, I'm gonna be in this place for an hour. But people would have to be checking their phones while at an event and happen to see the tweet or have turned on notifications waiting for my tweet, which is obviously not gonna be that many people. Although a few people did turn on notifications. Some even said, I, I made a Twitter account, just turn on notifications to see when you tweet out. And so there's not much for me to talk about related to PAX itself, because that was just my entire experience and nothing else stands out. The meetup was a bit weird on Sunday. Through that meetup, I probably met like another 50 people or something. I probably would have ended up seeing more people in the official meetup on Sunday, except I was with the uh, TOS girls. I don't know them that well, so I can't list their names, but they, they seem like lovely people. Loserfruit is a big content creator in, in Australia, and um, it seems to be her and uh, a, a lot of, not just her friends, but a bunch of other female streamers who came together to make content together. And uh, they're doing pretty well. They have like 100,000 subscribers on, on YouTube or, or, some, or some such. But they also have their own little fan bases as well. So it was a, a line for like the nine of those girls and me. And so both lines were combined. So it might be like every fourth person was there specifically to see me. Although there was some people who want to see both, but what that would usually mean is like one person would come to me and then I would talk to them and they'd move off and I'd be sitting there waiting a little bit awkwardly for the next person to finally filter through the line to come to me as well. So if it was separate lines or if I had my own room, then I probably would have seen more people, as I say. And hopefully I can get that next time. I don't know why it ended up being a combined one, perhaps because we're a part of the same management team or, or whatever. Uh, we are managed by the same uh, group. But even then you'd think, I mean, maybe they were worried I wouldn't get enough people to meet me or something, I don't know. Thursday before PAX, there's a Twitch meetup for Twitch partners. Completely forgot about it, missed it. And that sucks because it's usually the better one where it's just Twitch partners and they all just hang out and stuff. I'm not much of a party guy, so it's not a huge loss, but I, I do wish I'd remembered enough to go. And Friday, I largely just hung out with Nick being TG's editor and friend, TG and Pelly. We went to Kranidis, had some pizza, and that's about all I remember us doing. There must have been something else that we did. What did we do? Oh, we had packs, of course. Yeah, like Thursday and Friday, I hung out with TG and Nick and Pelly, largely. Always nice to see him, although it was my first time meeting Nick and uh, we had some chats and that was about it. Saturday was the party day, which was both the power party, which is the people who recently bought my management group. I hate saying it like that as if I own the management group, but my managers are now under power and they might be rebranding at some point to have power in their name. I'm not sure. Unfortunately, both parties, the Twitch party and the power party were at the same time. And so yeah, I kind of had to pick which one to go to. So the power party started first, so I went there and I couldn't find the door. And I didn't know anyone who was there at the time to tell, show me where the door was and Google Maps wasn't being helpful. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go to the Twitch party. And so I went to the Twitch party, which was like 15 minutes away, took an Uber and I arrived just as the party started. So there was no one there, maybe like half a dozen people or something. 
And I'm not a social enough butterfly to just walk up to a random stranger and be like, Hey, there's no one here. Let's have a conversation. Not my vibe. So I was like, well, shit. And TG is like, hey, I arrived at the power party. Where are you? I'm like, well, I guess I'll just go back to the power party now. And TG can tell me where the door is. So I take another Uber back. I walk around and I text TG like, hey, where's the door? And just as he comes down to find me, I find the door. <laughs> I just had to walk just a bit further. Like Google Maps had put me like 100 meters away or some shit. I just had to keep walking even further. And so I got in there and apparently originally there was going to be three parties on at the same time which was twitch power and max mofo and chad anything for views were going to have a party as well but power and max mofo and chad ended up combining their party because apparently chad and max mofo are selling their own alcoholic beverage called grog and it was meant to be like a special event for the release of their drink or something and so the party gave unlimited free drinks of grog which I guess is just some vodka flavored and then some flavoring, I, I don't know. Tasted pretty decent. Some flavors better than others. Had a few, but it was not really my scene. It was, I, I want to say like the popular people's party or something, right? Felt more industry than other places I normally go. Like yeah, you had, to, you had to know people, you had to be connected to be there. And so, I mean, Max Mofo was there, Chab was there. I mean, Laserbeam was there, Pyrocynical, he was there. I hate that dude. Uh, and and TG was giving me shit. I just go say hello to your friend uh, Pyro over there, man. I'm like, shut up, TG. <laughs> you know. But after I was there for like two hours, I'm like, I'm gonna go back to the Twitch party. Like, the Twitch party has more like more people that I can feel like I can vibe with. W with that being said, I'm not much of a social person, right? I I find it hard just to walk up to random strangers and be like, hey yo, what's up? I can do that. But the main reason I had such trouble at the power party was that the music was so. Fucking loud. I'm not firing shots at Lachlan or whatever. Yeah, I, I like Lachlan. He's a nice dude. He, he owns power. He's the Fortnite guy. You, you, you've probably seen him in Fortnite. He has his own skin. Good dude. But yeah, um, music was way too loud. And so having a conversation was basically impossible. So there's this cute chick and I, I asked her her name and no idea what she said. I think it might have been Wendy or Windy from India or something. And I was like, well, this is, this is absolutely not my scene. I like being able to hear what people say. I joked to both Nick and TG, like, there's gonna be a lot of me going, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. The entire night, not being able to understand a single word anyone says. I thought about walking up to the people I know tangentially that I've talked to before and just engaging them in conversation and stuff, but I re re recognized I wouldn't be able to hear a single goddamn word they said. So I'm like, I'm just gonna go to the Twitch party. It's a larger room, larger area. They have like more games and stuff. And it's the same place that it was the, the year prior, like the ballers room or something. And uh, I, I know some people who were there, like um, Carl Jobs was there and I said I'd meet him there. So it seemed like a good reason to go. And so I, I went to that party and I had a, a, a blast. Well, as much as a blast I can have at any party. I, I talked to random people about random things, some new people, some old people. And uh, then I went home and it was like the entire night. I don't think I've ever been to a party where I've been like, yes, that was amazing, bro. I had the time of my life. It's always, at best, the sort of experience I had where I was like, yeah, I'm happy I went out rather than staying home. Staying home would have been worse than uh, going to the party. So over the course of my vacation, I went to the casino to play Texas Hold'em like I used to back in the day. Once upon a time, I worked weekends. And so none of the people I knew were free during weekdays. And so what I would do is like once a week, 
go play low stakes Texas Hold'em. If you just play conservatively or whatever, playing correctly, you know, you can make like 200 bucks last hours. And that's kind of just what I did. I just chilled there. Or sometimes I would I would even listen to my audiobook that I've actually finished while I was down there. I didn't really like the ending, but I would just chill there playing some games. I was uh, down, I was up, I was down, I was up. I think over the course of the entire time, just at the end, I ended up down like 200 bucks. And I was like, eh, I enjoyed myself. It was uh, nice just to chill, especially because my feet hurt walking around so much a pack, just nonstop walking. Like my feet are like swollen in different spots and stuff. So just having a place that I could chill with my feet up, not walking was nice. The only other thing that I can recall that you guys might be interested in was uh, this clip. So this dude yells out to me and says, hey man, and I'm like, sup? I didn't know who this was. I recognize this dude though, as you're about to say. And? Hey. What's happening? Nothing. Just hanging out at PAX. You guys know Dark Viper? Big uh, GCA oh, streamer. Hey. I don't think I know you, but hello. I, I know of you by reputation. You know? Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure nothing but good things. You look yeah, like a video good. game character. Hello. <laughs> I, I just, I look at him just like, what, what do you mean by that? I actually heard that from multiple people. You look like a video game character. I still don't know what they mean. That was Ice Poseidon, the guy in the um, blue jumper. Most recent controversy, um, robbing his fans of like half a million dollars with a rug pull with uh, some NFT crypto stuff. Uh, it's been caught up in endless different scandals for generally being a pretty shitty person. If you want to go look up his history, feel free, but it's, uh, it's, it's kind of weird. And uh, the reason why he was down there is because Stake, the gambling company, it's an Australian company, right? And so when they funded Kick and made Kick the competing live streaming website, it's also got a base in, uh, in Melbourne, in Australia. Because Stake being in Australia, uh, Kick also being based in Australia, obviously makes sense. And so Ice Poseidon, a person who streams on Kick, was uh, apparently down there for some purpose related to Kick, potentially trying to weasel the, the their way in to get some sort of recognition at PAX. As far as I'm aware, it didn't go all too well. I saw some people mocking Kick on Twitter, being like, hey, they, they tried to get some recognition and uh, they failed miserably. Sam Pepper, apparently, and another colossal douchebag, apparently he went in, like, ran into the Twitch booth and made, like, a, a ruckus. Had to be removed by security or something. If you he heard heard of that, I'm not sure. Hey, Keep walking. I can you stop touching Keep me? Keep walking. Ow! Oh, I've got scoliosis. Ow! Ow! Oh, my arm! Ah! Oh! Oh my arm, I have scoliosis, I've got a disability. Oh, my lawyer's gonna hear yeah, about this. Yeah, ow! Yeah. Ow, 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 someone help me! Hi. It's assault! Oh, my back! But that was like the only kind of controversy I'm aware of uh, around the entire event. Very random clip. He's the guy on the camera in that clip. Oh! You look like a video game character. That's his voice? That's Sam Pepper? So Sam Pepper said I look like a video game character. Wow, fascinating. Oh yeah, and apparently Ice Poseidon got sp sprayed by some dude. I thought it was fake initially, but apparently the cops came and stuff, so. Oh, you got pepper sprayed, that's right. And of course, there's, there's various pictures of me and TGG there. This was at the uh, power party. This one too, I look so fat. I said to myself that I would lose some weight prior to going to PAX. I wouldn't be as fat as last year, and I don't think I was fat as last year, but being down there, ate a lot more food, had a lot more soft drink and stuff, drunk alcohol and stuff, and I uh, got fatter there. My face looks so fat in this picture. I'm gonna do more work 
to uh, lose a bit of weight in the, in the coming weeks. Even though I got no one to impress. Doing the, the, the Davey pose here. Davey. And so I met some very nice people, fans. Uh, this is like the, the fan meetup room here. Uh, this is just uh, elsewhere, just ran, random places, I suppose. Yeah, just uh, walking around, meeting people. Some people. This is a nice picture of me. I, I look good there. It's good, good lighting, yeah. Me, me dabbing. Uh, there's a dude with, um, he was wearing a berserk outfit and uh, he, he wanted to take a picture of me like this where it like goes up and trashes my body. He had this uh, sword. A nice dude. I mean, all these people were nice. I want to single one person out as being nice. I, I met some very lovely, nice people. Trip probably saw me the most times and was the most hyped to see me. A Davy pose there. A handful of people had Wooful, which is cute. My um, plushie. Of all the times I met fans, there was only one awkward fan interaction. And it wasn't because of them. Like, when you meet a fan, you want to engage them in some small talk, some conversation. And sometimes it just doesn't come out very well. So I met this dude. He was wearing, like, a suit. Uh, at least a suit-looking thing. And he it looked pretty suave. And I was like, oh, are you in some cosplay? And he's like, no, not really. And I was like, well, that's kind of awkward. I've seen this guy the way he's dressed. And I'm like, oh, no, no normal person would dress like that. Clearly, you're trying to be a character. <laughs> but apparently not. And like he looked, he looked dapper, like, you know, he looked good. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. But then I went to shake his hand and he was holding a sword. Something else that was also convincing me that he was wearing some cosplay, but he just had bought the sword previously because they sell those things at PAX. Just a plastic sword, right? It doesn't have, I don't think it was metal or whatever, but regardless, I went to shake his hand, but he was holding the sword. So he looks at my hand, I look at him, he looks at my hand and then he's like, he awkwardly shuffles his sword to his other hand to shake my hand. And I'm like, okay, this is really weird. After he shuffles the sword and we shake hands, I inquire about the sword. Like, where's the sword from? And he's like, oh, it's from Nier. And I'm like, oh, Neo? Can I fully hear him correctly? He's like, no, Nier. And I was like, okay, that's already kind of awkward. I misheard him. But then, like, usually when someone mentions a game, I like to say something about the game. Uh, be engaged, interested, as I usually am. But the first thing that came to my mind was the over-sexualization of the main character from the game, to be. And so I think I said something to the effect of, oh, that, the game with that chick with the, the hot ass or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I guess. And I was like, what a weird thing to say. It gets worse for me, right? So he's with two other guys and I've only talked to one dude at this point. There's three of them there. And then I awkwardly shake hands with the second guy there, but he's wearing like, a full cosplay thing, like a, a, a get up, a mask, so I can't see his face. And he says something, I have no idea what he says. Absolutely no idea. And I just go, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, as you do when you don't hear what a person says. <laughs> I don't know even if I really acknowledged the third guy, because he never, I, I don't know if he cared about me or something, because sometimes when I meet a fan, they've got people with them who have no idea who I am and just don't care. And so I thought he might fit into that category, but I don't know, I was feeling awkward at this point. And then, <laughs> I go to leave, and often I'll shake people's hands as I leave as well. <laughs> so I go back to the first guy to shake his hand again, but he's put his sword back in his main hands. And so we do the same thing again. He looks at my hands, I look at him, he shuffles his sword to his other hand, shakes, we shake hands, and then I walk away awkwardly. It, it was just all so bad. Every aspect of it. And like, like I understand. Every single other interaction for the entirety of packs, perfect, fine. This one had every awkward little thing combined. Like in the moments, I don't think it sounds as awkward as it probably sounds me communicating here. 
it was awkward, but like, it was just a lot. No one bats a thousand, chat. I think I did pretty good. But I do question if that person walked away being like, man, man, what an asshole. <laughs> Completely changed, never watches my content again. Yeah, and so I guess that was the entire event. It was definitely worth gone. There was like a small period in the middle where I was a bit sad. I think because I just read some garbage on Twitter or something. And I, and I some negative comments. I was like, oh man. And uh, I just got a bit blue because I had no particular plans. But uh, going to Twitch party and and, and talking to, to people really turned that around for me. And uh, again, just meeting fans and stuff made me feel pretty good. The only thing I didn't really do on the vacation was like go anywhere like the zoo or an aquarium or whatever. Went to a museum, actually, for 20 minutes or something. Wasn't that good. I always assumed that museums sort of like evolved over time to be like pretty interesting stuff. And I'm sure there must be interesting museums, but was not all that interesting, even though it was a, a, a museum of, uh, focused on gaming. I mean, it was it was somewhat inter interesting. There was some good stuff there, but it probably wasn't worth the effort to go out there. I accidentally sat next to a Twitch streamer I recognized that was going to PAX Oz at the airport just now. And I had absolutely no idea what the etiquette is. So in the end, I just kind of sat there in silence until they left. Update, the stream was dark forever a year. <laughs> is this another person who had this happen? Because I had, I think it might have been a couple say that they saw me at Red Rooster before uh, my flight down to Melbourne and they just didn't say anything. And I'm just, why did you say something? Although actually, when I was leaving the airport, a chick came up and chatted with me just randomly. Didn't know who I was. I was just like, hey, I, I really like your bag. And she wanted to know where I got the bag and I couldn't answer her because I can't remember. Or rather, I remember how I got the bag. I got it through a sponsorship. I got some bourbon stuff, a knife and a bag as a sponsorship thing where like every month they send you items of that sort of variety. And I just can't remember the name of it. Bespoke post, that's it. Yeah, that was a sponsorship from a long time ago, but I still use the bag. Let me show it to you. See? <laughs> I use this like my carry-on bag when I go on planes. I, uh, I do like it. But uh, yeah, so I guess that was the entire event. It was nice to not have to answer DMs or think about numbers or streaming or all that kind of responsibility kind of stuff for my work. Did I miss streaming? Absolutely. Now the question is, am I out of my funk now? Was it psychosomatic or maybe just the fresh air and sunshine have done me some good? We'll have to see. My feet though, awful. Can I give my trip a rating? Probably an 8 out of 10. In that nothing mind-blowingly amazing happened in the trip, but nothing particularly bad happened either. I'd say 90% of the things were better than average, and 10% were like, just okay, kind of thing. Stop! Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.